Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Screenplay Writers Podcast. We are the Screenplay Writers. Hello again. Welcome to episode three of the Screenplay Writers Podcast, the only podcast by, for, and about screenplays. We are the Screenplay Writers and your hosts. I am Ryan Abbott. And my name is Nathan Hare. And as you probably know, you've probably been listening to our first couple episodes, we are the Screenplay Writers. We're two guys who just uh, love screenplays. We write a lot of screenplays. We read screenplays. We live and breathe screenplays and screenwriting and we're here to talk about everything we know about the dozens and dozens of screenplays we've written and uh hashed out together by ourselves the little bits of dialogue here and there we spitball back and forth and we just wanted to share that knowledge with somebody i hope somebody's listening besides my mom (laughs) Yeah. yeah no there's probably a few thousand out there listening um but anyway we're happy to do it because we have accumulated quite a bit of knowledge over the past um, past four years of reading books about screenplays and, and writing, again, as I said, dozens and dozens. I think, uh, think yeah, dozens and dozens. Yeah, I'm up to a baker's dozen by now, which 13, is 13. 13, and I've written nine, so that's total of 22. Maybe I've written, no, I've written 14. So anyway, all right, let's talk about today's episode. Um, well, actually, we should, wait. actually we're, Ryan, you're almost forgetting something here. Uh, we like to start off every episode of the podcast with a little thing I like to call, you seen any good movies lately? Yeah, so let me turn that back to you, Nathan. Have you seen any good movies lately? Uh, no. Uh, uh, I've been reading. This. What have you been reading? I've been, well, I've been reading the screenplay for... Uh, Jenny Jerry Maguire Jerry Maguire classic yeah classic screenplay Uh, Cameron Crowe who mid 90s is that right mid 90s vintage vintage Crowe is that post uh, post Dazed and Confused wait he didn't do Dazed and Confused anyway which is that one he did a music one the name is slipping my mind. Almost famous. Almost famous. Yes, he did that. <laughs> That's is pre. it post famous? It's pre. Pre famous. Oh, okay. Well, anywho, Jerry Maguire saw it at the theater when it came out. Fantastic screenplay for that movie. Um, what I love about that movie is the flow. Okay, it uh, just moves forward with a propulsive energy that is not easy to put down on paper, first of all, and it's not easy uh, for screen maker, movie maker, to take that screenplay and, and come up with a movie with such a energetic, rolling uh, inertia moving forward at a breakneck pace. Yeah, well, and, and it's and it's almost like, because there's so much sports in the movie, it's almost like the, the screenplay itself is a sprinter. Or a long distance runner in some ways, 
<clears throat> going for a, a two-hour or so run at breakneck pace, that's how quick this thing moves. That's it, the impression I got as well. Uh, it's just bounce, 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 bounce. This happened, this happened. Cuba Gooding Jr., Tom Cruise. Um, catchphrases. Yeah, football, catchphrases. Show me the money, Jerry. Yeah. Give yeah, me the money. It, it goes. That movie goes. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's a great time, Quen. actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great time. What is what that, Quan? What is that? That's what they say in the movie. They're like, the Quan, bro. Gotta give me the Quan. Love that movie. Um, great rating. We go to well, I was going to say that that ties in really nicely with today's theme, which is plot. That's okay. almost a bit of a meta thing because the, I was thinking when you sent me the email, the theme is plot. But I thought the, yeah, the theme is theme plot. If you said that in a, in a Hollywood plot. meeting, uh, you would blow people's minds. Yeah, you'd be laughed out of the room. Yeah, okay, by uh, which we which we have. Yeah, um, unfortunately, but we're but yeah, plot. Uh, it's it's a key part of movies today. Um, you know, a lot of us are I'm more a bit more of a character guy. I gotta I'm say, plot character. All the way. You're yeah, you're Mr. Yeah. Plot over here. So if anyone has any questions about plot, you know, fi- you want to fire him to this guy Nathan um, because he loves plot. I mean, hence the Jerry Maguire thing. He likes movies with a plot. He likes the plot of movies. He could tell you the plot of some movies that he's seen. Um, well, I'm more focused on character setting, you know, emotion, um, hair and makeup, that kind of thing. But talk to me about plot, Nathan. What dra- what draws you to plot? Well, I mean, this this goes back because uh, this is something that I tell my students. I mean, not my students, but uh, uh, my friends who are asking me about advice on their screenplays. They're saying they say they bring me their screenplay. My, usually, my first criticism is. Okay, yeah, you have a collection of great characters, and it's funny, and it's interesting, and I'm engaged, and yada, yada. But where's the story? Uh, what is the story and the backbone behind this whole thing? I mean, in some sense, it's like, have you even heard of the, the, the um, what's it called? The three-act structure? Right. Is what I want to ask them, but I never, I never do, because I'm a nice guy. I say, oh, this is great. But I remember the first time I brought Nathan, I brought you a script, you, your first statement was, stop talking, show me the bullet points. Yes. Just show me the bullets, because you just wanted to see boom, 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 point, 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 plot. Yeah. Okay? Just bounce the story forward Beginning, for me. Beginning, middle, and Setting scenes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I took that advice to heart. I didn't apply it at all, but I did take it to heart, and I do carry it around with me everywhere I go. Um, yeah. So if I were to ask you, you know, what is your favorite plot? What, you know, what movie comes to mind? What screenplay? I'd have to say uh, the Titanic because mm, yeah. of the rising the action. The story and yeah. the action that rises. Yeah, no. And the, and the waves that uh, just so happen to, to rise as well. If yeah. You know. No, it, the whole thing is a big, one big metaphor, which... Was kind of, I think, lost on a lot of people um, when that movie came out initially. It was all about the CGI of the boat, the iceberg, Leo, the dance. The romance, yeah. The romance was a big part of it. It was a big part of the plot. 
Um, but yeah, no, plot-wise, Titanic, it's up there. I mean, it's it's got to be top ten, plot-wise, movies. And it's interesting, too, to see the, metaphorically, uh, Titanic is a big boat, and, I mean, even going back hundreds of years, you can see something like Noah's Ark. Yeah. Which is also a big boat. I mean, that one had animals on it, and whether you want to get technical and say that passengers are like animals i don't want to go so you far can say but that you yeah, i think i think that's fair what i like about noah's ark <clears throat> they made noah's ark just a couple of years ago remade that movie uh following the original for a couple thousand years ago but the remake what i like about the idea of that remake is that plot is already set people know the plot that's why it's going to be such a successful movie because there's no surprises. People know what to expect. So what you're doing now is just saying, here are the details. And and that's something that I feel like more screenwriters and Hollywood in general should really embrace is the idea of making a film that's already been made before. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Something that audiences know and love that has existed in the past and that you can do again with your own spin on it, or maybe it doesn't have its own spin on it. Maybe it's just the same movie, but with different actors. People are getting tired of spin. Yeah. Uh, I think the current political climate is evidence of that. What people want is no, they want like a knuckleball that's coming in at them without spinning. And they're volleyball, so I wouldn't know it. I wouldn't know it. Yeah. Well, it makes the ball, it makes the ball flutter a little bit. Um, you can see the stitches right on the ball as it's coming in. It's not spinning, so it's not changing direction as much. And that's what people want in a movie. Yeah. They want to know what to expect. Yeah, okay, the occasional surprise or twist ending and that kind of thing. But do they want to know what the plot is usually ahead of time? Yeah, that's why people read reviews before they go to movies. Now... I should say I'm not speaking for myself here. I personally hate uh, spoilers, which is obviously why we created Spoiler Alert on this show. Um, but, you know, a lot of people want to know what's going to happen in the movie before they even step into the theater. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually am not so sensitive to spoilers. I like to go on Wikipedia and just read what the movie is going to be about. I'm okay. one of those people, I right. guess. Um, I'm a majority yeah and uh i find it really helps me because i get confused a lot of the time and uh a lot of times the scenes kind of blur together for me and i get bored really easily and i want to check my phone right if and i'm not that's... completely engaged i mean and that just is another i mean don't get me started on today's digital culture the fact that we can't yeah. even sit through a totally movie without distraction checking our phones yeah. yeah you're a bit of a freddy phone checker <laughs> if uh a Tommy Texter, yeah. Tommy Texter. Yeah. I'm that guy Heaven in the commercials. Seat kicker. Yeah, yeah, you're that guy in that commercial. Don't be a Tommy. That's this guy. Yeah. Right here. They actually, but, I wanted to do, uh, because when I saw the commercial with, we were, we, we were actually together when, when this happened. Okay. I went up to the person afterwards, after the movie was done. What were we seeing? Uh, I think it was Hidden Fences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so I go up to the person at the at the uh, 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 popcorn stand. Theater. Popcorn stand. Yeah. And I go, is there any way we could do a remake where I'm, instead of a cartoon, it's, it's me and it's live action and we could film it? And they said, oh, no, that's not really what we do here. We just do popcorn. And I said, 
if you have a business card or something, I would love to talk to whoever because you don't know how much that it's me. <laughs> and that hasn't really moved forward right. per se, but... Uh, was a great movie, though. Yeah, I really liked yeah. Offenses. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's our take on plot. And um, we all acknowledge that it is important, as I said earlier, I'm a character, you know, kind of dramedy, comedy guy, less so about the plot. But plot, you know, today in today's age, you need it. You do need it. So that's just a little tip. Now I think it's time for script surgery. Scalpel. Dialogue. Character development. Jokes. Yes. Where we... Story. Dissect. Improve. Take apart. Take apart. Investigate. Grammar. A screenplay. A script. Or a screenplay. And today on script surgery, we're going to talk about while we're young. By Noah Baumbach, which, you know, Nathan... Recent movie. Recent movie, and he's one of our favorites. Nathan, can I say that? Uh, you can absolutely say that. Yeah, he's, we're both Baumbachians. Uh, we just love the guy. His style, his grace, uh, his writing. Yeah, he's a bit of a hipster writer. Interesting. Yeah, He'd I would be say, an and this movie hipster. especially does deals with the kind of hipsters okay yeah but it yeah. stars ben stiller who was right. from meet the parents and fockers and he's he's good in the movie he's fantastic he, he's very stillerian yeah. in this one classic ben stiller dry uh, wit dry wit yeah that's what he does uh, what i what has impressed me with ben stiller you know kind of unrelated a little bit but is his consistency of his hair Every movie you see with this guy, his hair looks great. It's curly, uh, you know. It's but it's it's very similarly cut. But yet, you're not taken out of uh, the movie and thinking this is Ben Stiller and that's how his hair always is. It's always him molding himself to the character uh, in his delivery, in his you know mental state. I just find it fantastic. Yeah, it's interesting. Do you think? It's kind of, it's like unkept, but not really... Exactly. Like, uh, it's still clean. It's clean cut, yet How tussled. Often did, yeah. How often do you think he shaves? Because he sometimes, does he have stubble? Sometimes? He seems like a on the hairy side to me. Yeah. On the hairy side, not a, you know, he's not, um, uh, who's a really hairy guy? He's not Russell Crowe level hair, right. hairiness, but he's not um, Reese Darby. Yeah. Is that a person? He's he's not. I don't remember. You know, but anyway, he's. Yeah, I would say he's mid range hairiness, which I think uh, works to his advantage. Yeah, it does work to his advantage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Bombback hit it out of the park again with this one. While we're young, it's uh, you know it, immediately when you hear that name, that title, you think, okay, this is going to be a bit of a nostalgic trip back in time in someone's imagination or uh mind yeah. and that reminded me of uh the title just reminds me of back to the future mm-hmm. yeah it's while absolutely. we're young and kind yep. of back to the f- it's kind of one of those confusing titles yes yeah. taking us back okay. not just me yeah. individually but us we the plural 
And uh, it had the, um, this movie has the guy from Girls, Driver. Oh. And he's Star Wars uh, right. Kylo Ren. Royalty. Yeah, he's Star Wars royalty. No. We should trademark that. Yeah, Star Wars royalty. But yeah, he's tall. He's also got dark, longish hair. Yeah, he has good hair too. He's in everything right now, yeah, I guess. He, he's doing um, really well. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Well, that is script, was script surgery. surgery. And now it's time for Logline Cage Match. <laughs> As you, a uh, frequent listener of Logline Cage Match, will know, Logline Cage Match is where we read a logline that one of us has uh, come up with for a screenplay we're working on or, or have recently completed. And the other person just tears it to shreds constructively. We rip it apart so that the other can rebuild it in a better form. Yeah, and that's the important thing about what we're trying to accomplish here with Logline Cage Match is that we're, it's no holds barred. Yeah. We're brutally honest. Mm-hmm. And it's it's trying to simulate for you, the listener, some of the pitch meetings, yeah. uh, you know, sessions that you'll have with executives and producers. Exactly. So you can get kind of a taste of what that'll be like. Yeah. We don't call it a walk in the park <clears throat> Uh, log lines because that's not what it is. Log, yeast- it's not a walk in the park when exactly. you pitch these things. It's a cage match. We did try doing that as a segment, and it uh, was boring. It wasn't as fun for no, sure. No, we got we did get some nice ambient park sounds, but yeah. So today on Logline Cage Match, I have uh, one that I'm gonna pitch to you, Nathan, and we'll just see what you think. It's a bit. Let me just say this out there. Okay. Uh, especially given You're today's coming in with theme. the weird ideas. Well, yeah. I, you know, I'm you a, be, uh... I'm a lateral thinker. Okay. So today on Logline Cage Match, here it is. A day in the life of the New York subway. Okay. It would be called subway days. Are there characters? Not really, unless you count the trains of the cars and the stations and the people who we meet and follow through their day. The click, clack, clack of the uh, train as it goes by and the sounds. Ah, already sounds. I'm getting into it. Hey, you've kind, yeah. of, you've kind of wrapped me in this one. I like it. Well, you know, I tried to paint a mental picture with my log lines and the descriptions, and that, I'm glad that you're try doing that. you're kind of you're melting into it. That's exactly what you want in a log line. And, yeah, so basically this idea would be to shoot a bunch of uh, footage of people getting on the subways and follow them through the the day, and there would be some script work involved, but mostly it would just be an outline, and we'd see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I really love it. Um, I was also maybe picturing it as like a a Pixar-style film. I remember there was that one, The Secret Life of Pets, maybe... And cars too. Oh, kind of yes. maybe the the subway is a little uh, animated guy. You oh, get a man. celeb in there to to voice. This is what I love about Logline Cage Match. You just uh, twigged an uh, idea in me to adjust the logline to be cars meets that pets one. What yeah. was it again? Uh, Secret life. Secret of life pets. of pets meets cars. Because as soon as I hear that, I think animated. Subway, yep, 
characters. You could have the, the, the windows would be the eyes of this, the character. You know, you draw a mouth on the subway and there you go. It could yeah. talk. They would pass each other on the tra- tracks and go, hey, guy, what's up? And then they'd just speed by yeah. and that's all they could say to each other. Yeah, because it's so fast. Yeah. And also, maybe the ads on the subway, maybe they're coming to life. You know what I mean? Oh, I like that. Yeah. And it's also good because in, in New York, maybe it's like the late night and not very many people are riding the train. And that's kind of where maybe most of the story takes place. I like it. Oh, and maybe there's like a it break a subway breaks down and then yep. two subways fall in love. Graffiti, too. <clears throat> yeah. Graffiti's a big part of it. Yep. Probably the middle section. You'd have some graffiti. You'd get cleaned off. Yep. One of the subway subs... The trains is like, ben Stiller, don't even clean that. Yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller would be great for something like this. Oh, he like hasn't done Stiller. that in a while, yeah. Ben you, Stiller. You could even make the train could have his haircut. In fact, you know, Bombach could do this one. Yeah. He could write it anyway. Yeah. I don't know if he'd direct it. I don't, I don't picture him directing this one. I don't, I don't even know how you would begin to direct an animated film. It seems like there's so much going on. Well, you'd want to storyboard it out. Yeah. Do you first think of all. Yeah. And then... And then you just uh, put it to film. I guess it is It is simpler than I thought it would be. Well, that was Logline Cage Match. And that was the episode. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be with you again in a few days. And as always, keep your dialogue snappy. Thank you and, don't, and thank you for listening.